0: Hello everybody. Welcome once again to Vineyard Community Church as we continue on the series we're doing on the church and we're well in we're, we've got a few weeks left um, in this series uh, we're talking uh, right in, uh, we started talking about mission last week, just quickly uh, to review the um, the church whenever you read about the church in the Bible remember it's always about people either the saints of God from the time of Jesus forward or specific people a group of people in a specific place that's the church so the church is you um, the church is about people you're the church it's not the facility this is the church facility um, and um, but you're the church gathered corporately right now when you leave you're still the church you're just the church out there you're the body of Christ you're always the church I want to make sure that um, we've sort of drilled that into everybody um, because uh, it's easy sort of to make church an event something we do when in fact we're the church, we're always the church and it's, it's a really impactful, uh, has an impact on your life when you think about it that way. Because it's about people, it's also about relationships, it's about our relationship with God, it's about our relationship with the people of God and our relationship with the future people of God developed in the context of worship discipleship fellowship and mission we've already talked about worship we've talked about discipleship we have talked about fellowship and last week we began to talk about mission we're gonna talk more about mission today in just a moment that's the intro transition there's always some bad jokes these particular bad jokes came from Pastor Billy he uh, texted them to me so if you don't care for them you can blame Billy why were the baby strawberries crying because their parents were in a jam (laughs) did you hear that the invisible man and the invisible woman got married their kid wasn't much to look at (laughs) okay sorry pastor Billy wait till he hears those scripture reading 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 verses 13 through 15 if we're out of our mind it's for the sake of God if we're in our right mind it's for you for Christ's love compels us because we're convinced that one died for all and therefore all died and he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves but for him who died for them and was raised again blessed be the word of the Lord as we began talking about mission last week I said that um, the sort of foundational passage of Scripture for our mission here as a church is out of 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verses 11 through 21 and then what we would do is take a few weeks to break those verses down and um, and see how they apply to us and how we came up with our mission here and if you remember I said last week that we we our mission statement is pretty simple it's one more and that's our mission statement we wanted something that people could remember uh, if somebody asked you what the mission statement was, we try and put it out in front of you enough that it should resonate with you that our mission is one more. And, and uh, it's one more lost child back to death. One more into the kingdom of God. Um, you know, just one more. And that, that defines uh, sort of what we do and how we do it and why we do it. And it gives us some um, help in determining what we should do and maybe what we shouldn't do. And, and uh, how does that fit with our mission? As we're all about trying to get one more it keeps gives us direction in in a lot of areas as far as a group and what we what we look to do and it also frees us up to bless what other people are doing because um, it may not be what we are we're called to but uh, if, if uh, uh, we, we understand we're not in a competition or anything like that and so it, it gives us a lot of room to um, be a blessing in the world around us and into the church at large uh, today we're going to look at verses 13 through 15. But I, before we do that, I wanted to just sort of... Uh, last week I, I touched on something briefly and I wanted to go over it again before I begin talking today. And, and I said last week that the church um, has a tendency sometimes to sort of circle the wagons. And, and yet we're called to hang out with the culture. Um, and yet the, 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 the difficulty is it feels relatively safe in here and out there. It's, it's, it's a much different thing. And so we, we sometimes sort of come in here and get circled up and we, we lose sight of the fact that we're people of mission. And um, the, what I want to move through is that the church is called to be a force and not a fortress. And, and so that, that sort of breaks that up, I think, a little bit. That, that um, we, we understand that we're called to be a force into the world around us, not a fortress where we come and hide from everything else that's going on. And so I developed um, some years ago an acronym for FORCE to sort of help remember what that looks like in, in, uh, in thinking about our mission. And the FORCE is, uh, for us, it's a frontline operation, reconciling, caring, and encouraging. A frontline operation. Did I put this in the slides? Should be in the slides. A frontline operation reconciling, there we go, caring and encouraging. So that's what it looks like. We're to be out there on the front lines. We're, we're to uh, we're to be hanging with the culture um, the way Jesus did. Um, not, not, you know, doing things that we shouldn't do but but not, uh, not pulled into the the sort of idea of a fortress and, and that it's all going on around us and as long as we're in here, everything's okay. So we're to be reconciling and, and with that, that's the, we have a message that we're to bring. We started talking about the good news last week. Um, we're to be caring. That's about hospitality. We've touched on that. We'll talk on it some more in, in regards to mission. And encouraging to me is all about generosity. And, and so um, these concepts sort of move their way through our mission and why we do some of the things we do so as part of our mission is one more we're to be a force and we'll be doing those things will will be presenting the good news which is a radical message and when I use that word radical I mean it's not what people expect Uh, and so we we present the gospel the good news of Jesus Christ we we're gonna do that with radical hospitality um, and we're gonna do that with a radical generosity so that we can help people find their way to Jesus and, and into the kingdom of God one more just one more so um, so what we're gonna do is do this and and so today point one in your notes I want to talk a little bit about outreach and why we do so much outreach here and we want to do outreach that makes people say what what why are we doing that see there's a lot of different types of outreach that people do and there's a that, that's all fine um, and um, sometimes people question sometimes why we do some of the things we do, which seem to be, uh, you know, we'll we'll go out and we'll get around people and we'll hang out with people, and it doesn't mean that every opportunity we do that we're going to preach to them. Um, sometimes we're just trying to get them to um, feel comfortable with us. We're uh, and so we do outreach like with the ice cream truck. Um, we're not on the loudspeaker preaching the gospel. Um, we're giving away free ice cream, but then people look at the ice cream, and that causes them to hopefully say Why is the church doing that? What's that group all about so that when they come? Um, towards us then we would get opportunities to share with them The good news the gospel which is always our intention because we know that's how people get saved and that's what our mission is And so we do outreach that hopefully ask you know has people that has that question Well, this is not what I might expect from a church or this is not the church that I have um, Uh, grown up in, perhaps, or the church that I wandered away from, or the church that I've heard about, or the the church that I've thought about, Um, we're hoping to get them to um, sort of think, uh, it's why we do $1 car washes. Why do we wash people's cars and give them a dollar? Because they're not expecting that. Um, They're expecting when they come through a car wash that that we're expecting them to give us a donation, and that's why they're doing it. We're doing it, and we won't take their money because it's not why we're doing it. We're doing it to um, bless them and to encourage them, and nothing may come from that, but something may. Um, sometimes people visit, and we're excited about that. Um, but even that's not the end result. We're hoping to get people to Jesus over time, and you never know what happens when we bless someone. You know, I know sometimes we have people here from all over, and I have the thought that um, if, if they ask a question why they're here, maybe they're not here very long, but maybe when they go back home, maybe they, they try church out there, or they, they think, hey, I wonder what... So anything that we can do to get people to start asking questions and, and um, <clears throat> maybe change the way they think about those sort of things. We, we do movie nights for the same sort of reason. We're not, we show sort of, you know, I don't show horrendous movies, but we show pretty cultural sort of movies on our movie nights because we're trying to reach out to people that, that uh, um, would, would appreciate that type of movie. And we're, we're just trying to get them in so we can love on them a little bit or just show them that, you know, this is a pretty good spot and maybe they'll come back on the weekend. So, so we're doing whatever we can because we're a people of mission to try and get people to stop and think. 2 Corinthians 5.13 says, If we're out of our mind, it's for the sake of God. If we're in our right mind, it's for you. So some of this stuff people, because sometimes people think we're a little crazy, and that's okay too because um, we we're a people of mission we know why we do it because you know people say why would you go out and give free ice cream away how is and some people can't even relate sometimes even believers can't relate that to the gospel but but um we're okay with that because this is our mission this is what we feel called to and it's why we do it this is all these things are about demonstrating a a radical generosity we're we're trying to destroy stereotypes and opinions that people have of the church because that's what I find that we run up against a lot people have um, decided what they think the church is all about, and that's what keeps them away. And um, we're convinced that if we can get them to change their thinking a little bit, um, that that any encounter that they would have, where where the Holy Spirit would would just settle on them, um, brings them along to a place where where they you know they have an opportunity to come to know Jesus. And, and so if if their thinking is challenged by an act of kindness or by an encouragement, then maybe they'll rethink some of their other ideas. That's that's the the reason that we do um, the things that we do. You know, at Christmas time, I, I, I there was a stat that I saw. Uh, you know, the thing about statistics is you, you it's very hard to tell how real they are. But in the statistic, it said like two thirds of the population of this country um, believed pretty much in the Christmas message. They they believed it. They believed the birth of Jesus. They believed, you know, the wise men. They they believed in. in Two thirds were fairly comfortable with the Christmas story, um, and yet that doesn't translate into people in relationship with with God in our country. And and uh, so you know, it started me thinking that the the situation that we have isn't isn't that it's the problem's not Jesus. The problem is most likely the church and so we gotta, we gotta figure out what we can do to help people come into relationship with Jesus and, and uh, that's what we're really looking to, to be without judging how anybody else does it but what do we do here in this place um, and, and to impact the people that that are um, here and that we get a chance to minister to so um, a lot of the stuff is trying to destroy stereotypes preconceived ideas Uh, about why we do the things we do it's a it's a generosity that um, a lot of the stereotypes about the church is the church only cares about getting people's money and so we we go out of we go to great lengths to be different than that so we can break down that stereotype we go to amazingly great lengths to um, not let that be the issue that keeps people from at least settling down or having a quick out um, see, I knew when they go, it's just, it's always about money because it's not. And so hopefully that will challenge and, and help them to rethink and, and get them thinking differently so that they can move closer to Jesus. The reason we do that, secondly, is that our motivation for all those things is love. Um, it's love. Second Corinthians 5.14, for Christ's love compels us because we're convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. Um, we're to be people that are motivated by love. The church is to be a loving um, group, a loving institution, if you would, a loving people. Um, that's what the church should be in the world around us. People should look at the church and feel like that they're going to be loved by the church. And um, particularly in a postmodern world, um, now we understand that love is, is defined by acceptance. So that's what sort of is going on around us. And so we have to accept people where they are. And the perception that many people that, the, of the, that have of the church is that the church doesn't do that. That we are not um, seen as accepting by and large. And so what we have to do, because you know we get stuck in, in, in situations sometimes. To overcome that perception and, and the way that sometimes we act is that we have to realize that acceptance isn't licensing sin. Um, the, the two things are different. Um, accepting someone where they're at isn't saying that sin isn't a big deal, because we certainly understand that sin is a huge deal. Um, it's just loving people where they are and trusting that God is bigger than, than, than the situations, and that um, He can certainly change in them the same things that He's changing in us. And none of us have arrived yet anyway. So, so uh, you know, part of the whole deal is loving people well is is moving away from some of the judgment that we tend to put on people and accepting them where they're at but, but understanding that accepting some, anybody doesn't mean that their sin is okay and, 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 and so it frees us up with that idea that, that we can love people pretty well um, and, and trust that God can work on the rest of it I, I don't know about you but God's still working on me and he's always been working on me and he continues to work on me and I'm glad that he's at work on me because I got a lot of stuff that still needs to be worked on and, and in the meantime he loves me I know he does and I, 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 I appreciate that fully so and I don't like to be judged I don't know about you but it's never fun to be judged you ever, you ever have people judge you I, I do I have people judge me all the time and all the time but time enough and it's it's never pleasant um, it, it doesn't make me feel warm it doesn't make me ever want to change it's it's the opposite but people that love well I, you know they, they seem to have way more um, movement in my life. I'll listen to people who love me, not to judge me. They just, it's so, you know, as a church, we need to understand that um, we need to be uh, loving. We're motivated by love. All this is about love. We want to love people into the kingdom of God. And that, that God is big enough to deal with whatever um, might be going on in their lives and that we don't, you know, that God will deal with it. And, and we don't have to you know, start with that. Let's start by loving Him into the kingdom and then seeing what the Holy Spirit can do. He's way better at that stuff than we are. I mean, it's just fascinating. And so, you know, our love um, is motivated and uh, to, we're motivated to love people and we're still the people with, you know, the good news. We're the, we're the people with the good news, the church. This is, we have the radical message, the life-changing message that brings people from darkness to light, from death to life. Um, we're the people entrusted with that message, and 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 yet, if we don't love people well enough, where well they'll listen to us, we we don't get to see the impact of the good news in people's lives. And and so, um, we're the people with good news, the gospel message. Remember, I said last week, the gospel is fairly simple: Christ died for our sins, he was buried, he was resurrected on the third day. That's the heart of the gospel message. And that this was a a real event. It happened. Um, It was witnessed by hundreds of people, the scripture tells us. Uh, And so, you know, eyewitness uh, accounts, hundreds of them, of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So um, it's it's the gospel that changes people um, and brings them from death to life. The power of that gospel message. And... um, the the ministry that's produced by the good news is one of reconciliation remember we've already been talking about those words people being reconciled to God because he's made a way for restored relationship in Christ and this is the whole thing that's going on he's made a way we couldn't get there by ourselves we couldn't earn it we couldn't we couldn't get ourselves cleaned up enough to get in a relationship with God Um, he we came as we were broken sinners and and just gave ourselves to him and he's now at work in us in the process. Seeing us in Christ as already whole and holy but knowing that we're still a work in progress this is what's going on and so we're being reconciled into fellowship with him now and forever and then thirdly ministering for him is our calling it's what we're called to do and it's also where we find life by the way Um, mission we talk about mission, see, it's, it's when we engage in, in the idea of being a people with purpose and mission that we begin to experience life uh, in significant ways. Um, because something shifts in us. As, as a people of mission, it becomes, so it's not all about us anymore. And at, at, it's at that point in time, we really begin to experience life in significant ways. Second Corinthians five fifteen, and he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. And the Apostle Paul gives us some advice on how to live this out. Romans twelve nine through 3. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice Hospitality, and so we we have the radical message, of the good news. We have uh, the the radical generosity of outreach, and we're all spo- supposed to be people that practice um, this idea of hospitality, and and I would say a radical hospitality that that we're to go out of our way to help people feel loved, accepted, and comfortable, so that God can then touch and and heal them and bring them into restored relationship. With him, and so so we're really trying to knock down sort of barriers um, that keep people from hearing the radical message of Jesus, and and uh, sometimes those those barriers are you know our own sort of mess that gets in the way, um, our judgments, our criticalness, um, uh, any sort of you know religious barrier that that stops people from being comfortable enough to hear the gospel and allowing it to penetrate. Um, into their hearts so that they can be changed forever and so, so this is part of what we're all about and what those verses are talking about we're, we're to be a people who understand that we're a force um, that, that, that we have, a uh, we're to be radically generous, radically hospitable um, so that we can um, really share with people the radical message, the life-changing message, the good news of Jesus Christ and uh, that's all part of that for today and we'll talk more about mission next week but, uh, but sort of let those thoughts kind of you know, settle on you and think about that and how we can be that into the world around us and love people well and, and you know really try and see people um, for who they are the way God does and uh, to love them where they're at and understand that, that you know we're all a work in progress and that um, when we come to Jesus the Holy Spirit can then really begin to help us Make some significant changes in our lives. Well, that's good for tonight. If you need uh, prayer, uh, if you're watching on television or on the video or something, go to the website, and uh, there's a place for prayer. You can call us. We'd be happy to pray for you. Love for you to come and visit sometime, and uh, thank you for watching uh, today.